And now, discover your true course. This podcast is a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Your host, founder and president, Dr. Michael Godfrey. Hello and welcome to Discover Your True Course. This podcast is a part of our service to and support for organizations and individuals in their pursuit of more that matters. You know it's a complicated and confusing world out there. Who do you trust to help you sort it out? True Course is a trusted guide for accomplished and successful individuals who want to manage their success, and yet they know that there is still more that matters. Our clients discover ways to be more, see more, and achieve more, and finish without regret, both personally and professionally. In this complicated and confusing world, we must solve problems every day. You might class some as small, and others as big, and some as giant. Some have many familiar qualities, and others present a novel problem space. All require skill for clearly defining the problem space and identifying the steps that can lead from current reality to a preferred future. For smaller, more familiar problems, you can sometimes get by with a limited problem-solving skill. You can use a previously used template and dispatch the problem. However, much of problem-solving in the 21st century, as dramatically illustrated in our experience of 2020, requires adaptive leadership capabilities, which approach novel problems courageously with strategies and tactics that are unfamiliar, never used before, and are, in fact, experimental. Old templates will not work. Masterful critical thinking skills are required for clearly defining the problem space and discovering novel solutions. These are soft skills that are in the top three qualities most desired by organizations today, and yet they appear to be rare. In recent episodes, we've explored cognitive biases as hindrances to good decision-making and problem-solving. In this episode, we continue our look at cognitive biases and specific instances of cognitive bias that can severely limit you in effectively confronting the novel problems that are ours today. You might go back and listen to previous episodes on problem solving and decision making to get the fuller picture. In today's episode, it will help you make this learning more concrete if you reflect on your own experiences and how you've seen these biases at work with your team, in the time you spend with your family, and your experiences in community leadership. Action on your awareness of these biases can dramatically affect your decision-making in the new normal created by COVID-19. Feel free to pause the recording and reflect as you need to. Let's review some things about cognitive biases. They can help us. They are an integral part of our efforts to manage our limited cognitive resources, such as attention, processing capacity, and our unreliable memory. We also use them to assist us with managing our social influence, emotional issues, and moral motivations. Every person on the planet uses these at some time. But they are flaws in reasoning, mistakes in reasoning, deviations from rational judgment that yield conclusions that are flawed or mistaken, but the person using the bias believes the conclusion to be correct. As a result, these biases are hindrances to making great, effective decisions. Acknowledging their use is the first step to managing cognitive biases when they show up and making better decisions as a result. 
Previously, we've done an extensive overview of cognitive biases, and we've explored specific bias issues such as cognitive dissonance, confirmation biases, and egocentric biases. We've also outlined a plan for dealing with biases and their effects. You can access two infographics that will help with critical thinking to combat error associated with the use of cognitive biases. You'll find these at discoveryourtruecourse.com resources. I've chosen just a few specific biases to explore in this episode, which I believe are more common in the experience of our listeners. I'll keep these as simple as possible so you can get acquainted with them. If you'd like to study deeper, contact me, and I'll suggest some resources for you. Among the cognitive biases at play in your boardroom, in your team room, and in your own head is called the framing effect. People using this bias manage aspects of the problem and possible solutions or options based on whether the data was presented to them in a positive or a negative light. Data that is presented in an equivalent fashion can be more or less attractive depending on what features are highlighted. For example, let's say two vaccines against the SARS-CoV-2 virus are developed, vaccine A and vaccine B. Both are equally effective. Let's use the framing effect and simplified numbers to influence people's thinking about the vaccines. Let's tell the group that vaccine A will result in saving 333,333 lives, or one-third of every million. If vaccine B is used, 666,666, or two-thirds, will die. More will recommend vaccine A because of the positive framing. If someone comes into your boardroom and recommends something in a positive light and another recommends exactly the same thing in a negative light, members are likely to be more partial to the positive version. If there are two different recommendations, the one presented most positively will likely be preferred. That's the framing effect. In some instances, this can knowingly be used to manipulate the thinking in the room. The default effect, or the status quo bias, may be at work when people choose to keep things as they are rather than making an active, needed change. It's used because less mental energy is required, and thus this avoids pressure and possibly overwhelm of mental resources. It's also a form of loss aversion, avoiding regret, and preferring to stay in a safe place versus risk. These are emotional and social issues that the bias placates. In logical reasoning, a fallacy is an error in the construction of an argument, producing weak or invalid arguments. There are cognitive biases based on these fallacies, and here are just a few of them. The plan continuation bias is grounded in progressive commitment to a plan that is no longer appropriate or viable. The situation has changed, the plan no longer makes sense, but it is continued just the same. Oh, you can hear the voices. But it's worked fine all this time. Just think about how hard it is in your business to get something changed that's really not working. Marshall Goldsmith coined the phrase, what got you here won't get you there. And this is one perspective which can be used to evaluate the continuation of a plan. Just because something has worked does not mean it will continue to work. Irrational escalation is also known popularly as the sunk cost fallacy. This fallacy involves a behavior where people will justify increased continued investment in a situation or in a decision simply because they've already put a lot of time and money and resources into it, never mind if it's working or producing. Abandoning the project is seen as failure. 
The effort on the project is irrationally escalated when it's no longer suitable, no longer helpful, and in fact, the decision to implement may have been weak from the beginning. This is largely based on the emotional attachment to the plan. The hot hand fallacy is the belief that a person who's experienced success with a random event will have a greater possibility of added success in the future. For example, if you landed one business deal and you use the hot hand fallacy, you may assume that you'll continue to land deals because you believe you're on a roll after having landed that first one. There are two related fallacies, the fallacy of composition and the fallacy of division. The fallacy of composition occurs when it is assumed that if the whole has some bad parts, the whole is bad. The fallacy of division occurs when it is assumed that if something is true of the whole, it must be true of the parts. This involves a great deal of unfounded generalization. You can see it in political campaigns even now. There is a group of biases that I'd never heard of before, and it's called truthiness. It's an assertion or an idea that is believed to be true based on gut sensations, your intuition, or your perceptions, and without any regard for evidence, logic, or intellectual examination of facts. Think about that just a little bit and think about how often you see this. Subjective validation is at the heart of this bias, and it's the perception that something is true if you believe it is. This is a foundation for conspiracy theories worldwide. If in this process today you were thinking about your own thinking, your team, your family, and other interactions, you may have recognized something that looks like a cognitive bias. Most often we will recognize it in others long before we recognize it in ourselves. I know I've seen them, and I have some of my own. I'm human too. But we have to watch out whether or not those biases are helping or hurting. Holding to unexamined cognitive biases can nurture your blind spots, create new ones, they can hold you back from creative approaches, and they can keep you from solving the problems that you so desperately want to solve. Learn to take the approaches we're recommending for managing the biases, and we'll be recommending more. If you need additional support, information, or training in this regard, please contact me at discover at discoveryourtruecourse.com. And do contact me if I can help you in your quest to be more, see more, and achieve more in your life, relationships, and career, and finish without regret, personally or professionally. I'm Michael Godfrey. Thanks for listening. See you next time. This has been a production of True Course Life and Leadership Development. Copyright by J. Michael Godfrey. All rights reserved.